What is up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Evening Alpha. Uh, I am I am excited because uh, today we have a, a really special guest. Uh, uh, we have Beck from Savage Dogs. Um, before we jump into the conversation, though, I want to tell everybody, if you're new to the program, if you're new to this, you might be saying, what the hell is this? Evening Alpha. I've never heard of it before. Well, we actually do things a little bit different. Uh, you are not going to hear any clickbait crap here, right? You're, we've, we do not do shows like the five top NFTs to get now. Like, that's just not the thing we do. Uh, what this is, is it's a founder talk. Um, so most, I run a project called Adult Fantasy. And what we do is we reach out to other founders in the space. It is a chance for, for you guys to get to know us as founders, get to know an awesome new project, and more importantly, get to know the real person behind it and, and the, the real, um, you know, to really understand what it takes to launch a project. Because outside looking in, we see stuff and it just looks so simple, right? Like, well, don't you just like throw some images together and like run it through an algorithm and boom, you got a million dollars, right? Like, no, it's way harder than that. So, so this is a chance to really understand and really learn and, and kind of peek behind the curtain of what it actually takes. So uh, with that said, Beck, man, welcome, dude. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. So, so fun. Absolutely, dude. I'm, I'm dying to learn more about this project. So tell me about Savage Dogs. Um, Savage Dogs, uh, the way that I'm stating it right now, because as you know, these projects tend to change and evolve uh, over time. But uh, the way that I'm referring to it is it's a universe of characters and stories born in Web3. That's the way that I try to simplify it. And the, the reason I, I say it that way is because I'm not married to a specific um, format and mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell stories and, and make people familiar with new characters and I'm trying to build my own little Star Wars universe. Um, so that's starting out with a graphic novel that it's divided into six comics. It's been growing uh, slowly in the NFT space with different collections, but now like the storytelling part is in this graphic novel. And then we're gonna move on to different formats. Who knows what? Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to make some uh, short films and, and series and stuff that I'm really excited about. But that's kind of like the the basics of it. That's awesome, man. And yeah, I noticed from your site, like you seem uh, here. Let me. I'm, in fact, I'm actually gonna share this for a second because I'm I'm curious about this. Let me uh, stop sharing. I'm gonna share something else. Um. So. Awesome website, by the way. I really oh, thank it's, you. It's super clean. It's really nice. Um, and uh, you had me on the comics because I'm an, I'm an, I'm a comic nerd. If you can't tell, <laughs> if you if you if you didn't know, I'm yeah. kind of a comic nerd. Um, I can see. I can see a little bit. A little bit. You know, my background, I used to work for Marvel and I've worked at, I've worked at Cartoon Network as an, as an animation director and, you know, I've, I've worked in technology. So I've been around. Um, and one of the things that, that, the thing that popped out the most to me was um, one, that you were doing comics, two, that the comic style was pro. And then when I saw that it was Ariel Olivetti, I was, I was like, okay, I have to talk to these guys. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, so. A couple of questions I have is, is so do you have a background in comics or, or like, how does this, like, how did you, how did you kind of put this together? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. I don't have a background in comics. My background is that 
I enjoy them. I like them. I like the format. I think it's super special. Uh, like many of us, I grew up reading them and they were my introduction to fantasy and, and sci-fi uh, alongside with movies, right? And I, the way that I think about it is it's very practical. Mm-hmm. I want to tell compelling stories and characters and I cannot make a movie right now. And, but I can make a comic. And I think those are different formats and lend themselves to different types of storytelling, right? It's not the same. You cannot tell a movie on a comic or a comic on a movie. You need to write for that. Right. So it's been a training for me to change my mindset from saying I'm, I'm writing a script for a film that I want to make to writing a script for a comic that I want to make. Uh, but I've been yeah. learning the process and, and it's been, it's been, it's been really fun to do it. But basically I started thinking this idea of creating the graphic novel and I, I started working with an artist, uh, he's called Herman. He's the lead of a project called Crypto Geishas mm. and he's an amazing comic artist. He's mm. been doing that way before NFTs. And I was super happy about doing the comic with him because he really understands space. He also understands comics. He has a really good style and we really click uh, creatively. But last minute, kind of like right before starting the project, he got contacted by some amazing writers. They were doing a book. They wanted him to illustrate. And he was like, man, I love Savage Dogs, but these I've been chasing this for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So I need to do it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you need to do it. Just go and do it. I'm going to figure this out. And I'm an illustrator. So the idea of making it myself always was a possibility. But I, I've been struggling with this thing of when you do everything yourself, you don't get any of the creative input from other people. And it starts to feel a little bit too close. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I needed to work with someone else because I, I, I didn't want to have only my voice. I wanted to have something that felt broader. So I started reaching out to artists that I like, uh, just asking, hey, are you interested in illustrating something with my scripts? And I, I was kind of like bummed because I didn't get much response from the people that I was reaching out to. And, mm-hmm. and I suddenly popped into my head that I had this illustrator that I, I was a fan of since I was a kid, um, which is Olivetti, right? He, he made the first comic that I ever read uh, that blew my mind. It was uh, El Cazador. I don't know if you know it, but it's mm. like an Argentinian yeah, comic. I've seen, I've seen a little bit. I, haven't, I don't own it, but I've seen it, yeah. It's, it's super violent uh, and, <laughs> and graphic. And I, w- I was so... It, it was kind of like I wasn't allowed to read those comics because they were so violent and yeah. had sex in them and everything. So it was kind of like a, you know, like a thing I did in the, in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I grew up really loving his work. I went to, to, to the, the places where I knew he was going to be to buy his books and everything. So it, it was kind of like a, a, a long history of being a fan. So in between my reaching out to artists, I just cold emailed this guy and 
I was, hey, this is this is the reality of the situation. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I know the brands you work with. I know you work with Marvel, with DC. I know you're super busy, but I have this project. I have my life on this project. This is everything to me and I yeah. want to show it to you. I want to see what you think about it. He responded. He was interested. We started talking. Uh, I showed him the, the, the character design and, and where everything was going. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So that was pretty insane uh, that, that he suddenly was on board the project and it became this mind-blowing collaboration with, with someone that I, I really admire. That's really cool, man. And you you got super lucky because yeah, the, the, like you said a few things. Like the, the first is is when I was a kid, that's what brought me to comics. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the reason I went in, I was I was a I was hardcore comics um, until I got my animation job. And the reason I got the job in animation was because I graduated college right when the market crashed in the late nineties. Oh. So I graduated and the market tanked, and I was like, uh, okay, like <laughs> okay. And, and, um, but, but the thing that drew me to comics and still draws me to comics is that, is that it doesn't, you don't need to have a $150 million budget. You just have to have this up here, a piece of paper and a pencil and some skill, right? And the skill is something you could just learn if you, if you really work at it, you know, but you can, you can make the biggest blockbuster movie. You can make, you can make the biggest movie where nobody could ever afford to make it. You know what I mean? Like galactic exactly. wide. And all you have to do is just use your brain, you know? Yeah. And I, and I was always attracted to that. I was always attracted to that. And, and you got really lucky, I think, because the other thing that I find fascinating, and, and this is something, I, I think it's because we're so early in the market, so early in NFTs, where, especially with illustrators and artists, and you see this in the gaming industry too, but there is, so, there is still so much defensiveness and sort of like, oh. and so much yeah. fear and, and like, I mean, I have seen, I have seen things, you know, I've, people get offended. Like, so, so it's amazing. I think it's amazing that one, uh, he responded and two, um, he was like, yeah, of course, put my real name. Like there was no pen name. He was like, this is me. Of course it's my art. You know, maybe he doesn't know some of the backlash that the stuff gets, which is insane. Um, oh, but he does. And let, let me tell you a little story that yeah, please. might, might, might illustrate this even better. He got his work stole and sold as NFTs. I didn't know this. No I found way. out this when we were already collaborating. And the fact that knowing that and, and having that experience, he still wanted to make the collaboration and do the work, mm. to me, is even more relevant. It's like, mm. this is awesome. This guy really wants to make this, even though he had such a bad experience with NFT. It's like the worst type of experience you can you yeah. can get with this yeah uh yeah and and it's i'm and i i kind of preach it from the hilltops i use my little my little you know wannabe stand soapbox to to stand up and be like you know eh, i've worked with artists for decades and i've i've mentored founders and entrepreneurs and and done, been an advisor of startups and been an advisor of tons of artists and the the intrinsic problem that artists have that that fear or that that thinking that i can't get my work out there or that nobody is going to pay attention to my work or nobody can buy my work um like like it it um it's 
it doesn't apply to NFTs because it's a completely new new realm. I had I had someone um, just some I don't know who it was, nothing personal. Someone on Twitter was like, oh, some artist on Twitter was like, oh, NFTs are just for rich people, and and I was like, well, you know, of course, first that's not true, right? But I wrote back and I said, if you think that's true, then great. You should sell something to them. Like you're yeah. all, all this whole, this whole woe is me. And this poor man attitude, this poor person attitude is like, mm-hmm. you don't have to have that anymore. You know, build your audience, push it through a brand new medium. That's going to be here forever, forever. Yeah. And, and open the gates up to, to having the ability to actually like have a, have a career, you know? And, and it blows my mind how all this complaining or, or all this sort of like self, you know, I don't know what you call it. Like a self limitation, maybe this limitation. Yeah. It's a limitation mindset. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hand it to them on the opportunity on a different platter. And they're like, well, no. And if you do it, you're a bad person too. You know? Yeah. The, the, the shaming others is the thing that gets me the most because you can choose not to do something yourself. If you don't like it, if you don't believe in it, if you, if you are misinformed for some reason, but if you see people that 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 it's been struggling for years trying to make money out of the craft, and mm. suddenly they get a chance to do it, and they do it, and you shame them for it, that's the worst thing you can do because you right. can choose not to participate, but maybe just allow these people to be able to to get. The benefit from the amazing things they do because i'm seeing like there are artists that have like millions of followers on instagram they don't make any money right and that's insane that's insane because that money is going to facebook that's right facebook is the one getting the money from all those followers mm-hmm. not the artists so here we have a technology that you can actually get the benefits being the artist of, of those followers of that people that's interested in your work. So yeah, it's a shame. I don't know. It's just it's super new. I think people will come to the other side eventually. I think, uh, well, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to have a choice. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, the minute I learned about te- the, the technology through crypto and through NFTs, I was like, well, this is the future. And I, <laughs> I have, you know, I, I was, um, you know, I, I spent a, many, many, many years in New York City, and so I, um, I, I kind of missed the tech boom and like in around the 2008 tech boom that started in New York City. Like when all the tech companies, I was, I, I got into it, but I wasn't like day one, right? Right. Um, uh, and then before that, I missed the dot com boom, like that early area because I was, I was a little younger and I didn't really, you know, it just wasn't my time. You know what I mean? And so I've seen this now, this isn't the, the third time that I've seen this. Right. And, and I'm like, I'm not missing, I'm not missing this. Like, I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be like 60 years old or 70 years old when the next boom comes, comes. And I'm like, I'm not missing it this time. I've jumped on <laughs> like, hopefully I'll be, I'll be, you know, you know, doing adult fantasy and just drawing comics and chilling out by that point. But like, you know, I, I just think it's such a rare opportunity and, you also mentioned something else that I'm curious about, and that is, you know, as go- going from an illustrator where you're the one creating the work and you're the one doing the labor and you're, so for those of you guys out there that, that may not know this, like drawing comics or doing animation or doing illustration 
is completely isolationist, right? You have contact with an editor or your client or whoever, but most of us, when we're working, it's like heads down, headphones on, and just like, you know, either paper or digital tablet, whatever. You're you're just working. And so it is, it is a for oftentimes for creators, it's it's a little um it's a little bit of a a really hard jump to then say, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm be, I'm gonna create, I'm a creator. And then as you said, well, I'll just illustrate the book because I, I can do it. And then you're like, wait, if I illustrate the book, I won't be able to market or I won't be able to do this or I won't be able to do that. And I actually yeah. gotta call this person and I actually gotta talk to that person. So so ha- do, have you found that to be a challenge or have you like how do you work through that? I I think I'm I'm lucky that I I I work in the two extremes. Um, I need my isolation and my my head heads down type of work because if I don't do that, I get anxiety and I get like I need to not be with anyone, just yeah. like myself and the paper and just work. But on the other side, um, I'm very social, so I I I need the other aspect. I need the the relationships and everything to to function as a human being and i ha- i had a a really fun career where mm-hmm. i was working first in advertising then i moved more into specific design uh and 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 i ended up working mostly on branding and for all those career moves that i've been making over the years i needed the social aspect to really you know, uh, yeah. work at a better position. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're the one heads down doing the work, you're the one who earn less. Right. You're the one who's no not really noticed uh in, in the corporations. So you need to push yourself uh to to be more you know connected and, and present your work and and talk about it and and be smart about how you present it so all those tools over the years got me from heads down Mm. to a more i can be heads down and i need it but i also need to be with the people talking presenting uh and this type of things so so i think it's a it's a balance ah yeah i mix yeah i same here i you know my my internal creative instinct is to say I mean, it's always the same conversation in my head. It's like, oh, we have to, you know, we're, we're actually uh, redoing a website and we're building an app. And I'm like, well, I can do both of that. I can, I'm, I'm, my background, I can do the UI UX and the, and the, and the, you know, I can build a website really well for the apps. Did that for years. Also, I can do all the illustration and do all the, do the, all the comic stuff to make it all cool. And then I'm like, ah, oh, but there's not enough time. So I have to, it always yeah. starts with like, well, I'll just do that. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I have to. You, you have to start handing things off. Certainly, yeah. you know, like like right now I handle the the uh, character creation tasks on the actual cards. So I'm coming up with characters. I'm kind of creating exactly what the characters are going to be. Um, and and as that moves forward, it'll be it'll be it's it's more and more community stuff as well, right? So we're building tools to what to to help the community start to create their own characters and kind of take part in this whole universe. And then yeah. Um, and then certainly in my head, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm absolutely positively doing at least a graphic novel or two, like hundred percent, 
Um, but it's also going to have to be, it's not going to be like a monthly book or a bi-monthly book. There's no way, you know, like, yeah, no way. It's going to be, I'll have to start it this year and it'll like come out, you know, <laughs> when it can come out, you know? Um, uh, but, uh, let's see really, really quick. We're not, let me pop into a uh, chat. We got some people coming in. Let's see you bad kitty. What's up? Hi, bad kitty. How are you? Happy Friday. Uh, hype TV. What's up? Hype. Yo, yo. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you for coming. What's up, Jera? What's going on, y'all? Jera, Jera's into MMA, so he gets beat up every night. Oh, <laughs> he's like, he said, that's so cool. He's digging, he's digging savage dogs. That's awesome. Uh, what's up, Hero Sheep? Welcome, Hero Shep. Hero Shep. Uh, so Dusty says this is from Crucifer. Uh, I assume from Discord or something. He says, "Is the Savage Dogs comic universe open to visitation from dimension hopping hapless reptilians?" I know some people. <laughs> That's nice. We could have some reptilians in. Yeah, I think so. I think I think I, I we enjoy the reptilians over here. We absolutely enjoy <laughs> the reptilians. Uh, uh, Christopher also says the 3D model is the is in the comic trailer is great. What else would they be used for? We've seen a motion rig and other character models. Give us the alpha. <clears throat> yeah. So this is this is my disappointing answer to that question. Uh, so I think this relates to to the way that I was presenting the project initially. I um, my my guiding post, like the goal, is always to build a universe of stories and characters, right? Mm -hmm. And this is starting out with the graphic novel, but obviously the audiovisual space is the space that is the richest to tell those stories. And that's the one that I want to aim for. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, creating the characters is kind of like creating the, the, the baseline elements for when that time comes. And and the, the character in the comic was, was Kind of like uh, a proof of concept for me to make sure that we can make uh, that look good enough uh, to show other people that 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 we might approach to get help from to build something bigger. Uh, it's kind of like a proof of concept internally mm. for me and and the people working with me and and externally for those folks watching from the outside saying, oh, okay, I can actually see this being a reality because mm -hmm. when you when you talk to people and you present an idea and you don't show anything it's hard for them to grasp yeah. like i want to make this a movie and i want to make these characters believable and maybe they're, they're like yeah but the head is like a school how are you going to make that expressive how, how is it going to work how is it is it going to look weird when you show it so starting to show these things, I feel it's a way to making sure people understand the vision and where it's going and having the baseline uh, elements to, to, to actually pursue it. Yeah. I, that's I don't know great... if that answer is good enough. No, it makes, I mean, it makes sense to me for sure. Um, uh, and you got a uh, Doug Hoffman says love Beck from gutter Doug. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I think you, you said something that that made me think and that's um you know the space that we're in it's so early that mm -hmm. i think first i love the fact that there are more people like us hitting the space 
There are more people yeah. who are interested in storytelling and web three storytelling and building out like, like last year. So we launched at the end, at the like mid early to mid December of 2021. Mm -hmm. And there was like two other projects, right? It was uh, punks, uh, uh, punks comics slash, you know, pixel vault, uh, Jenkins yeah. of LA was out. Um, and there might've been like one more, um, that I can't think of, but you know, it was really early and, and nobody mm -hmm. was talking about, um, you know, was talking about storytelling specifically they were kind of doing it you know like you know kind of a top down right um yeah and now all of a sudden it's like everyone is coming in and they're like no we can build this from the ground up like we can we can come in with our ideas and the community can come together and build it up and we can actually you know like like we like it's awesome to hear people talk about like flipping the mouse or, or, uh, you know, we're going after Marvel or we're going after DC or we're going to be the new Hollywood or I, I love it. I, I, love I watch it. out for it. I, it's a little bit. Yeah. I, I know what you're going to say, but go it's, for it. Yeah. We, it's like, we have a vast word problem that it's like metaverse is one bubble mm -hmm. and then you have storytelling. That's another bubble. Yes. And I think in, in, in gaming, it's, it's another one, like metaverse and gaming are sort of like overlapping, but like, I, I don't think that most of the projects that I see will go with the ones that I, that are saying we're about storytelling. I don't mm -hmm. think they really are that I much 100% agree I mean I will say that a lot of we've actually interviewed the the well like the projects that are coming on here um there mm -hmm. are several now there is a group of, of real storytellers that are focused on it but but I, I know exactly what you mean yeah and I I feel like there's you can make a comic and it's a comic as a format but there's no real storytelling in it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, I think we're going to see a lot of that and we're going to see a lot of the same way. We're going to see a lot of games, web three games that are really like not that great because if you think about it, how many companies have the resources and have been making games for years, right? That, that are pure shit or doesn't work. Well, right. that's, that's a hundred percent, man. And like when we, one of the challenges we, we kind of, well, not the total challenge, but every project is faced with the roadmap question, right? Yeah. Hey, what's your roadmap? And, and the, the interesting thing, and this is not to blanket, this is not a blanket statement, but for many of, of the project owners who are real producers, people who have been out there, who have made stuff. And have done that mm -hmm. for years. A roadmap is the last thing you want to put out there because yeah. things change. And the minute you put out there something, you're instantly committed to it. Like yeah. everyone will hold you accountable to that. And it can be good, but it also can be bad. And so, like, you know, we've internally, like, so we've done comics, we've printed our own comics, we've done our own animation. I've done 150 commercials for years. Like, um, we've done our own toys. All of this are these are all toys that we made. Like this. Is, oh, that's so cool. These are our like. I did. I worked at, at Kid Robot back in the day and got all these connections and started making these designer toys. That's awesome. Right? 
So we've made, we've made toys, we've made apparel, like we've done all of these things, but I'll be damned if we put that on a roadmap. Like, yeah. like the, the, the first question I got, um, that kind of questioned kind of like the, the FUD question is like, oh, you're an animator. You've, you've been, you've been doing this for 26 years. Why is the animation not on your roadmap? And I'm like, because I've been doing it 26 years. Like, like and the I know. answer is because I've done it so much. I know what it takes and I'm not putting it on yeah. the roadmap until we were already doing it, you know? And, exactly. and to, to your point, it's like, uh, and, and maybe this leads into another, another part of the conversation that I'd be interested in. It's like, like, um, you know, every roadmap is kind of the same. It's like IRL events, apparel, toys, comics, the movie. And you're like the animated show. And you're like, oh, God. They're like, there's not that many animation studios out there, guys. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what I, what I was going with this. It's, it's that, um, the way that I feel about many of those projects, while they might be successful on a project perspective from mm -hmm. the NFT space, to me, they feel sort of like an empty shell yep. because it's branding around something that doesn't exist yet. Um, is we're going to make the, the clothing, we're going to make the toys, we're going to make the animation show. But what is it that you are? Because that's not clear. Right. And and that's why I, I, I try to do it with Savage Dogs and, and be clear that first, there is no roadmap because the space changed so quickly that you cannot have a roadmap because that will be that sentence for you and the project. Mm -hmm. and, and just trying to focus on what this is. This is a universe of stories and characters in different formats we aren't doing a graphic novel we might do in other maybe doing other stuff later but yeah. this is not a brand mm. when people talk about something as a brand i already know they're lost because they're talking about something so big you yeah marvel it's a brand but it's a brand that was born out of something very specific which was comics that's right they made amazing comics. They created a way of making comics that was good enough and on time so people could get the comics every month and follow the story yep. and they got bigger and then they started doing other stuff. That's right. But they started being something. You can't start being nothing and say, this is the brand. The brand has a hole in the middle and around we're gonna create all the stuff yeah and in fact to 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 add to that um one of the things that um happened to marvel in the 90s like what like it got it's, it's very interesting because the there's a myth in comics uh i believe it's a myth that what tanked comics in the 90s was the speculator bust meaning mm. that collectors came in they bought they bought all of the comics and they thought they thought that it was going to go all these comics were going to be worth millions of dollars and when they weren't worth millions of dollars they all left comics and that to me because i i came up through that and i knew a hell of a lot of collectors is complete bullshit but it's also like to this day you ask anybody in the industry in the space what happened to the nighters oh the speculator boom no that's not mm. what happened the speculators don't tank multi-billion dollar companies what tanked Marvel, what made Marvel go bankrupt wasn't speculators. 
what made Marvel go bankrupt is that in the 90s, they started getting full of themselves because they had all this money from, from all these, you know, Jim Lee and the X-Men and, and, you know, X-Force and Tom McFarlane. And all this money was pumping, pumping in. And so what Marvel, the Marvel heads decided to do is they decided to start buying companies. They bought, hmm. they bought, uh, was it, did they buy, was it Fleer? Um, they bought, they bought a, um, they bought a, a, a card company, like a baseball card company. They bought a distributor for their own comics. They started buying toy companies. They bought uh, toy biz, I believe like they bought a bunch of companies because they were going to, they were going to own, they had licensing deals at the time and they were like, well, why don't we just buy the company and we can put out whatever we want and we can make money from all this stuff. The problem that they ran into was that they realized very quickly that they didn't know how to run all of these different companies they had no clue how to do it and so <clears throat> excuse me they had spent billions of dollars buying these companies and everything just tanked right and so when when they came out of bankruptcy when they got back on their feet which is kind of a miracle hmm. um they do what they do now which is they they just focused on storytelling again on characters and they let everybody else license it out and it wasn't until the marvel cinematic universe where they started actually doing that again Wow, that that's so telling, uh, and and you can draw some so many parallels with that uh, on on the on the web three space. I feel like many people think that just doing something is all you need. Right. Like, let's say we're making a game. We're making a triple A game. And let's say you make it because making it is, is hard enough, right? Yeah. You need to make it. But making it is just the start. What's happening after that? Right. What if it doesn't work? What if it... So it's like... Thank you. Like... You, you make a comic. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Now what? Now what? Right. Because that's the thing. You can... Making something, raising money putting that money to work and making something does not guarantee success. That's just getting you to the baseline. Yep. I, I think, I, I feel, and, and maybe this is an age thing too. Um, not that I'm too old, but like, I, I think that there's a lot of project runners in the space that don't really understand yet the full potential of the space. And yeah. this goes for top projects as well. Because what, what is happening is that everybody's position, positioning, well, not everybody, but a, a large number of projects take the position of we're a Web3 company. This is a Web3 project and we're going to build this big company and we're going to launch all this stuff. Cool. Um, fine. The problem is, is that they're forgetting or, or they know it consciously, but they don't address it. And that is that our starting point for, for our project for adult fantasy was that this is permanent. The blockchain is forever. It is as forever as anything that we understand or have, have the ability to control, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly if the planet blows up into and shatters into a bazillion pieces, blockchain is probably not going to last. Um, but assuming that doesn't happen for the most part, in terms of humanity, the blockchain is a permanent record. Like it's, it's going to be here for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And so if you are creating something that is going to be permanent, um, that is the starting point. That is, that is the foundational element that should inform everything that you build. 
So, hmm. so when we started at that premise, like this is forever. Like this is not just like our legacy as as in our lifetime. This is our kids' legacy, and this is this is everybody who's involved in the project's legacy. And so we started to build out this concept of storytelling and and start to build tools. Like our our job is to build a a, a framework of tools so that anybody can come in and create uh, pretty much any type of thing they want, and like whether it's a character for the adult fantasy universe or something else, and use uh, use our platform and the community to to raise themselves up. Meaning that if you if you come in and you utilize the tool set and you work hard and you you put a lot of effort into this stuff, if you really really want it, there's a community of of people who who will support it, and, and you will have that baked in audience that you could never get anywhere else, and you'll have mm. the ability the at the end of this, you know, if we have our way anyway, you'll have the outposts to create all of those different things or have access to all of those different opportunities. Um, by way of your hard work and creativity, it's it's the that. stuff that it's the stuff that we wanted, or at least I wanted as a kid, as a teenager, as someone in their twenties, and never was able to have hmm. because Web three doesn't exist. The the closest model for me back in the day was like an Image Comics, yeah, right? um, yeah, where where it kind of it kind of did that in kind of an analog way, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, well, it's time to take that concept and and like let's let's push it through web three and some other cool things that we can do with technology and really love start it. to open this up, you know, one, one thing, uh, it's really similar to one thing that, uh, um, I've been talking about with, with the, uh, company that helps me on the technical side of things. Mm. That's props. I don't know if you know them. Props. The, they're really props. What, yeah. I'm gonna look that. what is it? Is it P R O P S? Yeah. Uh, I think it's that it, I don't know. I don't know the website, but um, they're super cool um, and and people who's really invested in the space. Mm. And one thing that that we were talking about was creating this uh, specific contract eventually for Savage Talks, which works like um, like a like a fan fiction type of contract where everything you create on that contract it's already within the boundaries of the terms and conditions and everything. Everything is super clear, like what it means for you as a creator, what it means for the company. Uh, and, and you get to create something, you get to see how it performs with the audience that it's already there yeah. for, for the brand. And then the brand can take it and not only help you push it up the level in the canon of the story, yep it can also spawn new stories from your new that's right story right so right, it, it yeah. starts to connect the and link dots uh so it's it's super fun like the possibilities for for this space and and for a project like this to grow and and create something with the community but the caveat to that that i have always when i talk to to the people in the savage talks community is that i I feel like first you need a foundation. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to lay down now. It's yeah. that foundational story, characters and ideas and kind of like a Bible for what that universe is. So yeah. you can jump in and you already know what to use. It's like 
jumping into Star Wars, you know you have lightsabers. You know that right. uh, happens across different well, planets. You, know, you, you, you get you, all this. That's right. You you know the framework. Uh, it's the yeah. same thing. Like I think one of the reasons we're we're kind of on that same path where where we, you know, we have different game levels um, and we do like different storytelling games. Mm -hmm. um, right now we're focused on this thing called the lore games, which is the 30,000 foot view of the universe. This is the, mm -hmm. the, the big milestones that, that would happen. Right. Um, kind of like the fixed points in time. Uh, mm -hmm. and we're play testing that weekly and, um, you have to, you have to have at least in the short term, I think you're right. I think you have to have a showrunner, or you have to have somebody who can, um, or a team that can kind of at least guide it a little bit um because most people don't have the experience that we have most people aren't storytellers and this is a craft it's just like it's like any skill you know you put your ten thousand hours in and, and you're going to know a little bit about storytelling and i think um by by starting with a foundation and by starting with some just some clear points um the right. way that i i've explain it to people in my own in my own way is it's almost it's very much like animation where an animation director will keep draw the keyframe here and he'll draw the second keyframe here and the animator it's up to the animator how that character gets from point a to point b like they can do all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff right there's a lot of creativity between this point and this point right yeah but you know that it has to go from here to here as long as that happens exactly. the scene the scene mm -hmm. can continue we have we have what we need and and i think that's that's sort of you have to give people a framework for this. And otherwise, um, you know, last year there was the Loot Project. Do you remember Loot Project? Yeah. yeah. So Loot Project was was cool. And I was like, and, and it blew up. I mean, you know, of course, everything blew up last year. But yeah, but it was huge. And, and then it went away really quick. And it was because, I mean, granted, it still has, I'm sure it has still a vibrant community. So I'm not knocking the project. But But one of the things that I noticed about it was that their stance was like, we don't know what it can be. It can be anything, you know, it's like bag of holding sword plus three shield plus eight, whatever, like, cool. Yeah. It's kind of all things. It's, it was so open that the, the community got so excited about it because it was open and then no one knew what to do with it because most, most people are not storytellers. Now there yeah. were, there were spinoff projects. People still use it. I'm sure of it, but they're not the majority. Hmm. they're not the majority there are a few people who saw it and said i can use that for a game that i'm making well that person's a yeah. storyteller right oh yeah. i can use this for a comic that we're doing well that person happens to be a storyteller so mm -hmm. um and it certainly inspired other projects as well right like oh loot did this but we could do it better well those people are storytellers so yeah. so you have to if you just if you just say hey and, and i see this with some other projects that um similar to the roadmap concept they'd say this is this is yours right and, and, and it started it started with the like um uh hey uh when you meant it you own the copyright you can do whatever you want with a character right uh, yeah and, which which yeah. became I, I don't know if board ape started that they certainly were early in it but but it, it basically yeah. took over where everyone was like hell that that's a selling point cool yes you own it I, we don't even care about it you just do whatever you want and everyone's like awesome i can make a brand out of it and they were like how do you make a brand out of it like <laughs> there was there's no direction no understanding and so I, I think it's so important to to mm. to say okay here are some of the guideposts here's the rules of the world 
here's here are you know all the things you can do with it right and it, it can be as open as you want you know you just have yeah. to, it just has to be a very structured system so that people can be free to play as open world as they want to play right and and yeah. there's a way for that to then move forward if if the project decides that it can move forward with it right yeah or the community decides. i think like you you need to take into consideration that you like you mentioned now it it makes total sense you have storytellers but the majority of people are not on that camp so they won't have a frame of reference uh and 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 the other part is it's easier to jump into something where there's a community already expecting something yeah. and that they know the baseline and that you can jump into something a, a train that it's already moving yeah so those two those two things make make a lot of sense uh yeah so cool. you've got I'm, I'm curious like i've got up here like we've got the comics and and then we've got savage droids and savage profiles and dog faces like what's the what are the yeah. differences um yeah i like i like the character concepts too i thought that was a cool idea yeah so so are, are these are these like different projects or are these they they're they're all uh, within the the same universe right mm -hmm. so um the dog faces savage profiles and savage droids are three nft collections uh mm -hmm. that have different different characteristics so for example dog faces is only a hundred uh i'm on 99 i haven't made the hundred one because um i'm i'm too crazy and i i don't want to finish it so i <laughs> <laughs> you know i can't just say this is the one so i made like 50 of them and i, I threw them all in the trash but um that collection was really about collaboration with other artists so i created a template for what the character looks like and then i i said hey you have your style don't even show it to me until it's done i'm not going to correct it you do your own version of this mm -hmm. some of them are really close to the character some of them are really far away and super crazy and they are lovely because they're this mesh of of all the different art styles of people in the space that's that's the dog faces one savage profile was a different take it was a collection that i started where i'm making these profiles of characters from the savage dogs universe that are all made by hand by me and i was releasing them like every couple of days every couple of weeks mm. and 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 just creating characters for this universe right just like creating the 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 extras for my story so um if you if you start to see the comics soon you'll see many of these characters appear somewhere in the comics and it's because i have this roster of of characters that i've been creating into the savage profiles right yeah um that that's fun and then savage droids was my my attempt to because dog faces and savage profiles were selling fairly high in in terms of cost so i wanted to create something that that was bigger in the amount but smaller in price so people mm -hmm. can get in without having to spend a lot of money into just one pfp so I created Savage Droids, but I didn't want to make just a PFP project that was like, yeah, here you go. This is a cheaper one and, and I'll make a ton of them. 
So I, I started to think what makes sense to create something that is affordable, but fun, mm. that has a mechanic that, that makes, makes it worth it. So I work a lot with a company uh, on, on the technical side of things to create this kind of like droid workshop where you can fuse two different droids with different materials and get a better one. Oh, cool. So I, oh, like a, like a, like a breeding kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I created, uh, uh, different types of material. Uh, they have copper, um, stainless steel, titanium, obsidian, synthetic, and, and you can, you can't anymore because now the collection is closed, but during the time that it, that it lasted, you could just first, you could take parts from different droids and put it in some other droid that you want. Mm. And then the second, the second part was fusion where you put together two droids and you get a new one awesome. that is better than those two. And it was a really fun process and experience. And we even made a website with a cool, you know, animation to show the process where you're fusing the droids and everything. Oh, cool. Uh, so that fusion mechanics and the story and the droids and everything, it's also part of the story of the graphic novel. So everything is connected. Like if you go back from the graphic novel now and you start looking at the other collections in some way or another, you'll see the breadcrumbs and yeah, you'll start awesome. to connect everything. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So, that's awesome. I, I don't, I don't, fun. yeah, there's, there's some projects out there that do comics and, and the comics are nothing they, like, it's almost like multiple different projects as opposed to just like yeah. building on that central theme. Like when did you, yeah. when did you guys launch? Is this, did you guys launch this year or did you launch last year? Um, let me see. So I, I started Savage Dogs um, around February, 2021, mm. something like that. Mm. It was kind of like I, I got into the NFT space. I started trying out with some paintings that I was doing, experimenting, and pretty quickly I realized, okay, this is the technology that I like. This is the thing. Like we were saying at the beginning, like I found it. This yeah. is going to be huge. It's going to be the door to creating something unique. What can I do? with it that like I really want to do that I really want to build so I, I I grabbed these two concepts that I had uh, that I never managed to make work I really wanted to build a collectible company I wanted to build like physical collectibles yeah I, I see uh, that I see that cause companion back there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that's something that I always loved and I, I always wanted to be a part of that world and on the other side, I was writing these stories and this universe. And suddenly it clicked that, that I, I was doing these separate things mm. and, and I could merge them and, and kind of like create this universe and these stories with the collective aspect in mind. So that that's where Savage Dog started. Like it was like, I don't know, I think I spent two weeks just trying out NFTs. And then I, I, I said, okay, stop. I'm going to focus on Savage Dogs. This is the thing from now on. And, and that was it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I'm right there with you, man. I, I saw the minute I really understood the technology. And, and I think <clears throat> back to our point of like, 
you know, some of the artists or creative people who don't get it yet or who are super anti, you know, and I say this over and over. I'm like, you know, I, I have yet to meet someone who really despises the space who has ever actually purchased an NFT, right? Like yeah. everyone that hates it, they don't have a MetaMask. They don't, they've never bought anything. They've never traded anything. They don't know what gas is. They don't know what Gwei is. Like they're, they're of course, like, you have to experience it and and once it hits you it hits you and it doesn't mean yeah. it has it hits everybody i'm sure i'm sure there's people who tried it and don't like it it's fine but yeah. but you definitely when you do it you get it and yeah. and the minute i i caught on and i understood and it took me it took me a while like i i'm i'm so visual that i was looking at the projects and i was looking at at the artwork and i was like and of course i was like well the artwork isn't good i don't understand why people are buying it Right. Like, yeah. I was like, these guys are amateur artists. Like I don't understand why people are buying. It. And it took me a long time to really understand it and really get it. Um, uh, and I now, still don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know some of the projects, but like, <laughs> but, but I'm, it's really like same, like I'm a lifer. Like there's no way yeah. I'm leaving the space. Like forget it. Um, it. It's everything. I think as a creator, it's everything you could ever dream of. Um, yeah, and I, I, I come from, like you do, like we come from spaces where we've been in corporations uh, um, and I've been in the machinery of of creating under the umbrella of someone else, of, of a company, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I enjoy my time doing that, but honestly, there's nothing compared to the freedom of making your own thing and creating your own community and like do a project that that you really stand behind uh and honestly this is the only space where you can manage to do that right now yeah um you can you can do it uh, outside but you will be screaming into the void because there's no one there to to hear you so i yeah i, I think it's a very special place and there's a lot of smart people in it um and just it's worth it it's worth getting into it and trying it and, and exploring it for sure yeah and and you can always grow on it you know like again yeah. this stuff is here forever so so if you just stick with it and you focus on it you know i, I mean and i do think we have kind of an unfair advantage like like people like us who, who have come from the traditional arts and mm. have done well or had a professional career in it because it's and and i think because a lot of these founders are young or this is their first thing they're ever trying to do um, or they're not used to the grind. They're not, you know, there, there's a, a lot of different factors um, that this type of project takes. Um, but for people like us, it's, it's, I think easier for us to say something like we're in this for life or like mm. I, I have, I'm, I have no problem saying that, that like, I'll easily be in it another 25 years easily. Like as long as I'm, you know, able to walk and move and, you know, God willing, right. Like it's easy for me to say, cause I've already been in it 26 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've already been doing this 20 plus years. It, this is just, this is just adding a level of ownership and ability for sharing the work yeah. to a broader audience in a way that wasn't available before. So if I was yeah. toiling away on my own for 25, 26 years with very few people, right and and really just kind of grinding it out like why why would i stop right yeah and, 
yeah and, and it's not it's not more work it's it's the same i mean it's the same amount of you know sun up to sundown schedule yeah. that that professional artists or illustrators or or people that are creatives have had if you're if you're really a creative you are grinding from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed and that's just life man yeah like you know like you know anything shorter than that is probably a hobby so yeah <laughs> just like i agree I, I, I remember saying several times how lucky I am to have caught this moment in history at this age and this point in my life. That's right. Because I feel like if I got it at, at my 20s, I, I feel like I, I might have missed the chance of doing something of value yeah. uh, because I was interested in other things. I feel like it's the perfect time for me after doing my career, doing everything that I wanted to try, learning everything that I needed to learn, landing into this place where I can like use it as a platform to build something that I want. Yeah. Uh, it's just magical. It's, it really is a blessing in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So then you've got the comics, you've got three different collections and I like the idea of this character concepts where they're, they're one of one pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so th those were, were born not as NFTs. Uh, they were the actual... Um, so when I started working with Ariel Olivetti, he needed to know how the characters will look like. So I had all my sketches of what the characters look like with my style. Mm. So what I said was, let's do something. Let's create character sheets for all of these characters with your style and let's recreate them with your own um, ideas because it's it's not going to be the same if you have to draw something that i created absolutely completely on my own and you have to copy them mm -hmm. and pose them um so he he has a sense of authorship of the characters that it's different from the one he will have if he just had to copy mine Right. So I created the character. I specify how he acts, how he feels, uh, how he looks like. But then we made these character sheets so he could reinterpret them. Mm -hmm. And once we had them, we used them for, for the graphic novel. So it's, it's basically a, a process of creating the graphic novel that we ended up saying, oh, this looks super cool why don't we just create a collection out of them? Because it's a shame that no one else it's, will see it. It's a pretty you know? cool idea. Yeah, I like it. It's a cool yeah. idea for sure. So it, it was like a no brainer. Like, yeah, let's just do it because it's, it's a shame. It's, it's on my computer, on your computer, but no one else has seen it. Like, let's, let's do it as a collection. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really, I, I really, I saw that, I saw that you did that and I was like, oh man, that's such a good idea. I was like, that's so smart. <laughs> it's, it's so smart. So you got to uh, you got to drop uh, you have something uh my brain is, is farting like you yeah, got it on yeah, the 26th yeah. right May May 26th Yeah May 26th What is what what is dropping May 26th It's the first comic, the comic. of 6 So this, so this one Yeah yeah so the the graphic novel is six comics of 20 pages each mm. that gets you the 120 pages graphic novel that's a full that's a it's a legit graphic novel yeah yeah wow. tell me about it um <laughs> that's, like, that's it, a real graphic novel man <laughs> writing it has been 
both a, a blessing and, and a challenge. It's, yeah, it's the most challenging thing that I've ever done in terms of storytelling. Because I, I, I created a lot of commercials and branding for companies and, and storytelling is always a big part of that. But, but when, this is about 119 you... more pages. Yeah. And... <laughs> you got, it's exactly. about 119 pages more of script. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a character that needs to have an arc and, 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 and they need to grow and, and you need to show something interesting and the story needs to carry. And it needs to be fun, but it can be all over the place. So you need to focus. So it's like so many things that you need to do if you really care for making something that it's interesting. And I don't know if it's going to be. But what I can say for sure is that I'm busting my ass off, just really trying, really, really going for it and, and trying to make appealing characters, uh, a sense of story that it's larger than than it actually is. So, so you feel how it can grow beyond this. Um, and it's really fun. I think it's going to be a cool experience for people reading the comic. So, so is this going to be a, so you're, you've been working on the graphic novel and you're releasing the six issues. Is this going to be a monthly drop or is it bi-monthly? I'm, I haven't, I haven't yet defined how often I'm going to release them. The truth is that they're going to be done super soon. It's like number one to three are already completed. I'm working on four and it's like it's uh, next month or the other month, we're going to have the, the full graphic novel. Um, the, the way to release it is yet to be defined, honestly. Mm. For now, it's comic one. We might do once a month, once a month. I'm not sure. I understand. I don't, oh, sorry. My, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Screw you, Siri. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I guess we we also want to see like how the market reacts and like you know all those variants that 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 you need to take into consideration. But um, we'll see how often. Was- Hopefully, once a month is good. Now was Ariel was was Ariel doing this monthly? Did he, I mean because or was he kind of working around his other like other obligations or was he like just full no. time on this? Yeah, he's full time on this, and that's that's the cool, super cool thing about it. About it for me, it's he's pushing like a new Spider-Man book, and Holy he's like, dude, that's so cool. And and when we were talking about it, he uh, he was telling me I. I don't, I don't want to do other stuff because it's kind of like I can't focus enough. So I want to, I want to focus on whatever I'm doing. I want to do that. So he's actually the one pushing me to, to get the scripts ready on time because he's like, he's so fast and yeah. so good. And he's like, okay, here are the 20 pages. Give me the next script now. I need it now. <laughs> I need to start now. I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm half through it. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 really helpful to have him like really committed and and making this the number one priority. And and you can really tell uh, about the amount of detail and 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 craft in the drawings. It's lovely. 
That's really that's really amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to to pull a pro, like I said, and I'll go back to that. That that was the first thing that kind of stuck out. I was like, uh, you know, because I recognize the name and I know the work. And and I was like, oh, that's it it's been amazing for me because the there's this there's like multiple levels in NFTs, right? Like like first we talked and, and everybody has the roadmap and and I don't know why, but everybody has comics on the roadmap. Yeah. Every, everybody. And so the, maybe it's low, they think it's low hanging fruit. I don't know. But yeah, I was like, I think so. That was the very first thing where I was like, are you kidding? Like if, if, if every single team makes a comic based on what they're talking about, then we have a brand new comics revolution. Bar I none. mean, I hope. I hope, uh, I mean, it It will be, the, here's the thing. I know it's not going to happen. You know why? Because there's projects that they don't have what to base it on. It's like the, when you, not disrespect to Yuga Labs and the monkeys, uh, <laughs> all good, but they're monkeys. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make comics of the monkeys. Yeah, but think, uh, how many jokes about the NFT space can you right. put into a comic I, and I still agree. be I, I an enjoyable experience? Yeah. Um, I don't think jokes and, and references are enough to make a, a, a complete story. So I think that only the projects that really have a baseline of a story they want to tell are going to be the ones who really push it and, and make it happen. I really hope they do because we will have a revolution of, of comics that we haven't seen in like 20 years and oh, that man. will be lovely. Yeah. And just, just the level of talent. And, and, you know, like I said, there's this, this general thing where it's like everyone thinks they're going to do comics and then the comics that are coming out um, are really good. Like some of them are really good. And I, I'm mm. hoping, you know, I think it's like teams like ours, like we're not going to be one off. You know, it's not like, oh, the comic was on our roadmap. Here's the comic. Okay, next thing. Like, we're we're yeah. actively. This is going to be a a forever thing. Um, we're, yeah. All we will always have some kind of comic, whether it's digital or print or I hate the term, but digital, whatever they're calling it, where it's like yeah. digital, whatever, like digital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid. Like whatever the combination of both print and digital. You know like the physical yeah. stuff. Um, it, it's always going to be there for us. And and I, I really think um, seeing stuff like this, where it's, you have someone, you know, you're a pro there, he's a pro, you're pushing the books out. Um, even if it's hundred percent digital, which is totally fine. Like, like, like just the fact that you can say, yeah, there's going to be six issues is a completely, is completely different than most of the other stuff out there completely yeah. different we're saying no this is a graphic novel it's broken up into six parts this is story one i assume of many like 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 this is it, it is it is setting the stage up for what can really be the next step in in character development and franchise development and storytelling and i think that to me that's yeah. awesome here's the the biggest difference to me is if you're like if you're making a triple a game and you say comics are on your roadmap. Mm -hmm. I, I'm 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 positive that that you're you're not doing any of it. <laughs> how? 
like how uh, comics is all that I'm doing. This is all my focus during the entire year. Yeah. And I'm not starting exactly. anything. I'm not starting anything until I finish this graphic novel. Right. Because this takes a huge amount of work. Um, and to promise that comics are just a spot in your roadmap among this massive amount of things just tells me that you're either not, not, you don't know what it takes or you're going to make something that it's forgettable. It's like, right. It's a, it's a tchotchke. It's a, it's a, yeah. oh, it's a tchotchke. They just hear a comic. Here's our comic. Okay. Buy our other stuff. Yeah. 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 So a, that's why I'm not, I'm not serious about that. I, I care about the people that's doing like you're doing or like Huxley is doing where it's yeah. like people who you see it's like, yeah, we do comics. This is what we do. Right. We might do other stuff, but this is what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I care about. Uh, I I have respect for that. That's awesome. We got. Uh, let's see. We in chat. We've got uh, Mastiff. What's up, Mastiff? How are you? He says, "Love the conversation. Every entrepreneur's dilemma." One hundred percent. What's up, man? Uh, he says, uh, "Olivetti art is phenomenal. DD final ish." Yeah, Daredevil. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's oh. done so, so many amazing comics. It's incredible. Yeah. The more pros we get in, the better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's a uh, dusty... Oh, good. Good. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I think it's cool that, that when you get people that's from the outside and they get to work with the space and they, they start to see the benefits outside what they're doing because uh, we we made the comic partnership, but now he's getting the rewards from the other collections, like the character uh, concepts. Right. He got like a percentage of that sale because it's part of, the, of his work, right? And mm -hmm. and I think that's cool because suddenly they see how that can be lucrative and in a space to be free and create, and yeah. uh, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dusty says. I see holding a savage droid entitles you to the first issue of the graphic novel. Does it get you access to Freeman all six issues? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't defined that. We'll see. Good Maybe. We'll Great see. idea, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Probably, yeah. I, I, what I've been trying to do this entire time is it's been very thoughtful of the people who's buying into the project and that they, they, they're putting money investing and they 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 want to be a part of it so i'm trying always to give them back so for for example for the comic anyone that has a savage dogs piece whether that is someone who bought it now or the first one that got that piece in february 2021 yeah they got the right to mint the comic for free so it's like it's trying trying to get people something back yeah. because they're giving me the ability to continue to build so yeah so if it's not that it will be some other mechanic but it, it's like you're always gonna get it if you are part of the community so yeah we we uh you know for our adult fantasy season one genesis holders we are trying to like treat it almost like a golden ticket uh, mm. where where just as as many amazing things from now until when it like just they're always going to get something from it. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, Abel says, fuck Theo's, by the way. 
Oh, man. I, I don't know harsh. what that means. Well, Theos is, there's two factions in the Savage Dogs universe. There's yeah. Theos, which is kind of like the Google uh, going bad. Um, and then there's the community, which is kind of like the rebels from Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, there you so, go. Yeah, there, there's there's a little bit of tension between the two sides in the community right now. Oh, that's awesome. That's 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 good. Community community tension is great. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> all for fun. All for fun. Um, well, Beck, man, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. And uh, Savage Dogs is awesome. I'm, I'm so excited oh, by this project, man. Thank um, you so much. It, it's been super fun, and I, and I I love your project. I've been seeing the illustrations. I, I I love it. I need to get more into it. I've been a disaster as a collector lately because I because you run a project. Stuff. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, me too. But I, I enjoy it. Like I want to read the Huxley comics. I want to see your stuff. I want to get yeah. into these other things that are, I know they're cool, but I I don't have the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm 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 done. So, but I need yeah. to take some time to get into this stuff because it's super fun. Yeah, I know, and it's growing so quick, man. Everything is. There's so many cool projects coming. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 amazing and it's also like man how the hell am i ever gonna keep tabs on all these cool things you know it's impossible it's impossible yeah not impossible um but brother thank you so much and um to everybody who joined us thank you as well um uh this has been fantastic go check out savage dogs it's savagedogs.co so savagedogs.co um yeah is it what's it on twitter uh my savage dogs my savage dog so go check it out uh subscribe all that good stuff uh we're definitely going to keep tabs we're also going to we're going to we'll talk offline as well um uh, everybody thank you so much for coming we will see you again next time uh i think we're gonna be doing usually we do uh an after party and we do games usually it's later at night um so check with dusty and we'll, we'll check in discord and see what times that stuff is happening um but uh yeah thank you again everybody 